Alright everybody, welcome back to a new episode. We're going to talk about um, Mary, Mother of Jesus, Mother of God. Um, we're going to explain some different verses and, uh, you know, some handling on this, right? So, when we reference this, um, I'm there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be intermittently argumented upon different people of the Catholic faith, um, in which I've already just argued with a bunch of them because it's not in scripture to pray to her. Um, so, first off, the Hail Mary... Um, is said to be um, brought from scripture, from Gabriel, and then uh, from the birth. Uh, it's been referenced as the Ave Maria, and it's also ca called the Angelic uh, Salutation, which is part of the Roman Catholic Church, or the Catholic Church in general. And it is addressed to the Virgin Mary. And again, this prayer is referenced uh, to Mary. So you're praying to Mary on a rosary, which is basically like a, you know, like a cross necklace type thing with a bunch of beads on it. And that's, you know, the, the tradition. In. So from the Latin text, which, again, um, the Septuagint and so on, uh, when it was translated, it went into Latin. The Latin was the translation that the Catholic uh, Church took um, as their uh, predominant language. And the Ave Maria, or Hail Mary, um, is as follows. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blesses the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Now, in this verse, when we reference this, right, and we, we look into it, the first part of it references Luke one twenty eight, as in the Archangel Gabriel or the Angel Gabriel, uh, I appearing to Mary. The second part is from John the Baptist, Luke 142. Um, but this is where it gets interesting. The John the Baptist part was referenced uh, and added to the first part about 1,000 years after. They believe it's been um, added uh, two centuries later by Pope Urban the Fourth, um, which he reigned um, around uh, about like 1261 to uh, 64. Um, anyway, uh, the point is uh, not very, you know, Pope isn't really important to this ma manner. the The whole point from it is the timeline. The timeline is where it comes from nobody in the early church history prayed to mary and paul never prayed to mary 
the apostles never prayed to Mary. In fact, in the Bible, it said, it's an honor to meet the mother of my Lord. Now, this is where it takes into effect. A lot of people think Lord means God. And in Greek, there's two verses for that. There's Kiros, meaning Lord, as in one that enacts authority over others, one that's above, right? And then there is Theo, or Theos, which means God. And when you have a Theo, which theology comes from that Greek term, Theo, theology means the study of God, um, Theo would be referencing Jesus' father. Kairos, or Kyros, would be referencing Jesus as the Lord. When we reference the book of Daniel, we can kind of see the parallel between the Lord of hosts and the Son of Man. We see them, literally in the verse. Uh, we also can reference it through Isaiah. That's not saying Jesus isn't God. It's just saying that Jesus is a part of God, you know? He was already existing. So people that say, without Mary, Jesus wouldn't have been born. Well, God could put Jesus anywhere he wants in a, in a person. He didn't have to pick Mary. But she was blessed. And for that, she deserves to be honored and respected. But not hailed as a deity or a, you know, being prayed to. What a lot of Catholics go into take into place is the doctrine of intercession. And um, when we go into intercession, we look at uh, a few different verses. So for, uh, for example, we have like 1 Timothy 2 verse 1. First of all, then I urge that uh, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made to for all people. Uh, Hebrews uh, 7.25 uh, Consequently, he is able to, uh, to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. The idea of intercession is... Jesus interceding for us by us going to him that's the the intercession uh, the intercession is that Jesus is the the intermediate person that we go to he's the one we pray to he's the one that we explain Jesus uh, you know we love you you know and from that he will go to his father and be like these guys are good, they can come into the kingdom. Uh, these guys, I've never knew them, so they can depart from me. I never knew these people, but I knew them and them and them. And that's where the intercession comes in. For depart from me, I never knew you. Knew was a verse to bring into that consensus. Being a relationship, you know. This interceding was also referenced in Isaiah 59 through 16, and he saw that there was no man and wondered 
that there was no one to intercede, then for his own arm brought him salvation and his righteousness upheld him. Um, when we go into more intercessions and stuff, we understand um, more about the, uh, the it's going to God for to be inter, uh, interceded to go to heaven. It's going to Jesus. It's going to Yeshua, Yeshua, you know. Um, the most important verse that we have to understand, and this is the one that nobody that seems to be a part of the Catholic faith will really argue against, but they will never defend against either, because they can never find a defense for the scripture. And the scripture is a part of also the Catholic Bible. The thing is, is when you're a Catholic, which I was raised as a Catholic and my family was all raised Catholic, is that they teach you their traditions. They teach you things and they embed it into you. So it becomes the truth for you. It's almost like a brainwashing. And the Hail Marys become a brainwashing. You say it three times. When you pray, you say three Hail Marys, three Our Fathers. And you do that. And that's repetitive. Um, I've been argued today about Psalms 136 being repetitive. Because it says thank you a bunch of times in that prayer. But the difference between the Psalms one, uh, 135, 136, sorry. The difference between the thank yous in Psalms 136 versus the Hail Mary is that in Psalms 136, they're saying thank you, thank you, thank you for this, thank you for that, thank you for making this, thank you for being here, thank you for this. They're giving thanks for numerous things in the, that verse. Giving thanks to God is never a bad thing. If I go and I sit at a table and I say, Dear God, thank you for this steak dinner. Thank you for putting cows on earth so we can have steak. Thank you for the mashed potatoes. And thank you for, you know, giving us, you know, the ability to know how to make cheese to go on, the, you know, whatever we put cheese on. You know, thank you for the water or the orange juice that we are drinking with this meal today. Thank you for the eggs. Thank you for our, my house. Thank you for my family. I'm not being repetitive. I'm saying a repetitive thing, saying thank you a lot, but I'm not saying thank you for my food. Thank you for my food. Thank you for my food. Thank you for my drink. Thank you for my drink. Thank you for my drink. Thank you for my parents. Thank you for my parents. Thank you for my parents. It's not like that. That's what the Hail Mary is, is you're saying that Hail Mary verse three times. In many pagan traditions, such as the Wiccan uh, faith and everything like that, Wiccans would use um, what we would, uh, prayers or incantations, and they would pray in repetitive natures, or they would repeat the same verses over and over and over again. These verses would they would expect something to happen, you know, by praying or, you know, doing an incantation. Um, 
Philippians 4 verse 6 talks about praying in a more in-depth analysis but uh, in Philippians 4 when we go into the 4 verse 6 do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanks uh, with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God now let's highlight that part right there to God right so let's go down right here and understand supplication what is supplication when we're praying right so when you're praying in supplication you're not really repeating on it it's like a begging it's like being so humble to God saying look I I really need you know I'm asking you please take this depression away from me please help me you know it's being earnest it's being humble to God for that they're saying you need to be humble to God when you pray and when you pray humbly that goes to God but when you're praying the same thing over and over and over again, it's almost like you're just kind of expecting it to happen, you know. Um, so why is the Hail Mary um, brought into this? Well, again, from the Annunciation to the Visitation, we, we look into the biblical source of it. And um, because they base the the prayer off scripture doesn't make it a scriptural prayer there's a difference between knowing a doctrine of men and knowing um what the bible teaches if a man teaches you a doctrine that goes against the bible then it's wrong you have to understand what the word says versus what the um versus what the doctrine teaches and that's a big case of the reason why so many people will be so defensive on the Catholic Church and um, why they uh, will defend hailing Mary and everything in, in these explanations is that they're so drawn into it and they're so enamored to fight for it because they think it is truth because of all these people who read the scriptures and then wrote a doctrine about the scriptures to explain this and then they take that explanation and they push it out more to make it a prayer um as we explained um it's a prayer method which is among the romans um, Martin Luther from the Lutheran uses believed that Mary should have been held in a very high regard but that's the thing if you're saying that Mary was blessed that's one thing but if you're saying that you Mary is basically the queen of heaven and everything you're saying that basically God is marrying 
Joseph's wife in heaven. And that goes against what they what the they, they teach. In fact, that's even part of the Canaanite faith where their god El had a consort named Asherah, and Asherah was the consort of El. And Moses and those Hebrews that went through uh, Canaan had to tear down all those um, areas uh, of Asherah, the, the Asherah poles, because it was against, you know, there were idols, they weren't real, they were all falsehoods. So that gives you a, a clear explanation. On top of that, you know, we, we reference uh, Jesus to be celibate throughout the Bible because there's no documentation of him actually being with anybody. Um, a lot of people try to argue with Mary Magdalene, but there is no documented truth to that. Um, so, uh, there's a, if you reference um, Artemis, which is um, a traditional person, um, an enduring goddess. Um, it, it's part of the uh, the pantheon of the Olympian uh, deities. Um, so Artemis and Mary have a very similar story. So a lot of times when you read into the... Um, the book of revelations they reference the nicolaitans which would take the pagans and kind of like they would try to like i guess intercede in a way to go in there and say okay well we're gonna look at your faith and then you come to ours and you know it's just jesus literally said he hated the deeds of the nicolaitans in in the book of revelation so Artemis is like a, a prime example of uh, another parallel to Mary. You know, a lot, a lot of people also reference Mary as like Ishtar or uh, Ayana. Um, uh, Guan Um would be another one, which uh, was a... Um, Mediterranean woman, uh, you know, Mary was a Mediterranean woman who gave birth to Jesus. Um, based on that, she is, you know, woman of Nazareth. They, you know, continue to go through there, but um, Guanam is actually not a historical person. It's actually a legend. So Guanam's legend describes um, origin, originality to a pr uh, princess, Mayo Shan, which is, again, um, a person who kind of personifies um, Buddha. And um, historical records about them are you know, rare. There, there's no real thing other than, like, scripture to actually fully, um, you know, explain that. However, scripture in the Bible has been referenced by numerous people 
the apostles and so on, um, the people that were around at the time and stuff, which gives Mary uh, a bigger edge over Guanam. But Guanam and Mary are not goddesses, right? They're, um, and Mary is not a feminine face of God, and neither is Guanam a goddess. When we look at this, we have to understand that there are two different identities. Mary, even though she's the mother of Jesus, you have to understand God created Mary. Mary, God put Jesus in Mary, part of himself in there. She gave birth to Jesus. What did Jesus refer to Mary as? Woman. He referred to her in a, a way of respect and worthiness and, you know, love. But when he references woman, which is um, in the Greek, the Greek analogy of it, was um, basically a word of respect. But he didn't reference her as mother. And now you have to think about that. The, the, the think of the theology behind that if we're going to look at this in a Catholic perspective first if Jesus is God and God put part of himself into Mary to create Jesus and Jesus is God because he is both flesh fully uh, divine and fully human then technically Jesus would technically be the father of Mary in a divine nature. So why would he reference to her as mom if he's technically older than her? Even John the Baptist said, the one who comes after me came before me. And he was referencing Jesus at the same time. So, the Hail Mary again was written in Latin. As we look into all this, um, they look at the supplication of it to be prayed consistently. That's the supplication. They believe it to repeat it. Um, so when you look through different um, aspects of the Catholic faith and everything, you understand that um, Mary is a person that deserves respect and love, and we should love Mary. You know, she was the mother of Jesus, the mother of our Savior. But it's God who, are, who pushed this. It's God who made all this happen. And it's Jesus who sacrificed himself. And God willing to sacrifice his own son for us to be saved. It had nothing to do with Mary to be for us to be saved. Mary was a vessel for it. So she should not be prayed to. In Ma like I said in Matthew, I'm uh, not Matthew in um Yeah, in Matthew 6 verse 7 it says when you pray do not um use vain repetitions as heathens do. For they think um, they they will be heard for their many words. Uh, again, it's it's you know it's intertranslated through different um, variations of the Bible. But um, 
when we look at it through a uh, consensus is um, a lot of the Catholics took the forefathers of the early church histories and they made them into like reverences of the, um, the Catholic church people and when they took them and threw them on that banner they even preached against what the Catholic Church preaches against and that is where everything lies to be like God is knowing good from evil uh, for pleasure because it is good to eat because the fruit was beautiful in appearance Tom, uh, St. Thomas uh, Aquinas goes deeper by comparing Mary's fruit with Eve's fruit to do that. However, Christ desires to make us like him, to become one with him. We will be like him. We'll never be perfect like him, but we are trying to be like him. He also said that in Jesus we find sweetness and salvation, kind of like a fruit. You know, we find sweetness and fruit, and it's really good. So when they're explaining it, St. Thomas, and, you know, what the Catholics believe, he references Mary, but Mary in a way to reference Jesus saying Jesus is top you know nothing in it says that we should hail Mary again um, to, to just finalize everything on that point um, when we uh, go into it when we are asking for an intercession we're not going to the saints you know um, again first Timothy says that for there is one God and there is only one mediator between God and men the man Jesus Christ Jesus or Jesus Christ uh, John 14 verse 6 I am the way the truth and the life no one goes to the Father except through me even John, First well, John uh, 4 verse 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Um, Rome, uh, Romans 1 verse 7, To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Je uh, Jesus Christ when we reference all this when we understand this we're not praying to anybody we're not allowed to pray to anybody but God we're not allowed to it, it's literally stated in the Ten Commandments so, when we go through this and we understand it, is Mary the mother of Jesus? Yes. Is she an honorable woman? Yes. Is she worthy of our love um, and praise? Yes.
but is she worthy to be prayed to? Is she a deity? Is she a queen or a goddess? No, she's not. Gotta know the differences. And this is why you need to test the spirits. And this is why the reformation happened. This is why everything has occurred throughout time. Because we needed to break away from what the Catholics were teaching. Because they had it set up the same way the Pharisees did. We were honoring traditions that honored what they respected, not what God respected. So with that, if you have any questions or concerns, email me, ministermartyr at gmail.com. You can check out my website for um, anything else that you need, which is WordPress, uh, ministermartyr.wordpress.com. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at symbol ministermartyr. Um, aside from that, DMs are always open if you need anything, and I'm um, always open to prayer requests. Thank you, and God bless.